Welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels, a Star Wars Legion podcast bringing you the latest news, general perspective, and competitive discussion. Hello and welcome back to the Notorious Scoundrels podcast. I'm here with Jay and Lucas. What's up, gentlemen? Hello, hello. Happy to uh, talk about some bounty hunters. Yeah. Oh, you're right. They now have gold in the corner. And it may or may not be very similar to some tokens that we may or may not have released recently. And I would love to tell everyone that we did that on purpose, but I had no idea that that was going to happen. It was just a cool idea that we had and lucky for us, it lined up. So, you know, go buy your order tokens from Fifth Trooper. You're doing a little manifesting there. You made an art design. It happened to be like really similar to some unspoiled cards. (laughs) Well, it is the the credit symbol, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. We did our own version of that, not to be infringing on anyone else's rights. Um, but yeah, that was cool. That was that was a that was a really. As soon as those cards got released, I was like, "Yeah, oh my god, <laughs> we did it!" Like, <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So we're gonna talk about bounty hunters. We're gonna. There was a tournament this past weekend in the United Kingdom. Uh, it was a world's qualifier, which means they were giving away a flight to worlds, whenever that is. Um, and, uh, uh, we can look at the top eight brief. We're, we're not going to talk super long about it because none of us were there. So we don't have any firsthand experience, but we can look at the, you know, the top eight and all that. Yep. Um, and then, but yeah, most of today is going to be bounty hunters. I'd love to promise that we will be talking about force users, but I feel like that's become kind of a joke at this point. Um, <laughs> it wasn't a joke before you always were had intent to talk about four caesars <laughs> maybe one episode at least one episode <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm not gonna lie. i have a lot to say about bounty hunters uh yeah i think that we'll have plenty to talk about to today make it <laughs> and, and then we'll do some some uh invader updates some game updates so um yeah let's get right into it after housekeeping yeah well so I kind of mentioned it there. Our order tokens are in and shipping. So if you want to get the new designs, hop on over to the store and get those. Uh, mats and sidebars. I don't know. This week, hopefully that's the plan. But, you know, it is not easy. Um, and for those of you that have been emailing me consistently about when are they going to be in, I literally will ship them as soon as they come in, everybody. I swears it. I swears as soon as they're in my hands, I'm going to box them up and I'm going to ship them to you. I, 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 they said this week. So that's what I'm hoping. Um, you know, it's a little bit different than like a normal package in the mail. We're talking like pallets of stuff, right? That we're, we're waiting on. Um, and so, you know, any, any minute now, those should be in. Uh, let's see what else the other oh the other thing is I put up a little teaser trailer up on our social medias uh, today about uh, some new barricades that we're we're going to be selling so those will be up for sale this week we got all the designs done they're basically uh, pre-colored pre uh, you know graphics uh, MDF barricades that you can get and there's we got six different designs some of them 
match factions that may be familiar to you um, that I won't name, uh, and you'll you'll like them. So so buy them, uh, and and then let's see what else. Oh, uh, you know Patreon. You know I'm I'm uh, I'm really thankful for everyone that's supporting us on Patreon. Um, you know, you guys are what makes the blog and these podcasts and everything happen. And so thank you for supporting us. And for those of you that, that haven't signed up for Patreon, you know, you can help support all the blog writers and all the great work that they're doing. Um, you know, we, we got a couple more blog writers. Our goal is to eventually be putting two articles out a week. Um, you know, I think we're pretty close to that. We're we, getting we did it last month. Yeah. So, so that's good. That's how much I pay attention. Uh, we did it last month. And uh, so, yeah, I'm really excited about that and just bringing all kinds of different perspectives. Uh, you know, we've got, we've got our overseas, cor overseas correspondence now. So we're, we're giving you um, updates from the, uh, from Europe on the tournaments going on there. Uh, which is very exciting because I know that, um, you know, we were actually just talking about this before we started the cast that a lot of, you know, Europeans have been begging for some sort of um, inclusion and representation, you know, in the Legion community. And, and we're going to try our best to do that. And our man Luke is here is moving to Europe soon. And so he'll be able to do some reports uh, back for us then too, which will be nice. And uh, yeah, so, you know, support us on Patreon and we can keep doing all these great uh, articles and all this other great stuff that we're doing content wise. So that's it. Yeah. That's the only reason I'm going to Europe is to represent European Legion. No yep. other reasons. Yep. <laughs> I made him an offer and he accepted and <laughs> he gave up his whole career and, and everything else uh, for yeah. Legion. So you guys should thank him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, how about we get to speaking of Europe? Why don't we open with discussing the results of this uh, UK World Qualifier? Yeah, I mean the results are that TFT is number one again, homie. Fifth yeah. trooper in the number one spot. Yep, AJST. Uh, For those of you to, that don't know, AJST, uh, he is from England. And he is a writer on our blog staff, and he's been doing um, reports from. He's our European correspondent currently. Uh, yep. Yeah. Well, English correspondent, anyways. And yeah. so you know, he's been he's been giving us reports on the events going on there, and and so uh, they just had an event, and turns out he took number one. Yep. Yeah, he didn't even was... tell us. I I, I read <laughs> I, I read like the tournament recap, and uh, I'm like, oh look. Andrew won. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, usually we're pretty like, like we talk a lot back and forth and we have our, our own server that we talk strategy and stuff and a legion about. And uh, Andrew just went like quietly, you know, prepped for and then won this tournament and like didn't say a word about it. It's like, uh, I think he even like talked to us about stuff today. Yeah, he did. About the yeah, something com completely different. Completely yeah. different. Just yeah. never mentioned to us that he won the yeah. tournament. <laughs> it's pure humility right there. Anyway, um, yeah, he was running. Uh, it was a droid list with Dooku. Um, instead of Choke, he had Barrier, which I think is interesting. We were talking about Dooku with Barrier mm -hmm. um, a few episodes ago. Uh, 
a handful of B1s, five B1s, um, a T-series, and then two MagnaGuard with RPS, situational, and tenacity. Um, so it's basically a Dooku Magnus list. This one is nine activations, uh, essentially some more beef on everything uh, yeah. to cut an activation. I think the one that we've been seeing in the U.S. has been like 10 activations with a little bit lighter on the upgrades. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good list. You have uh, crit dodging magnets that also have the support of barrier. So, um, you, you know, you can eat those high velocity shots with barrier, those pierce shots. Um, and then he also has aggressive tactics. So they're probably rolling searching saves. So I think something really interesting that I brought was one B, uh, B1 with a PK series worker droid, HQ mm-hmm. link, and a portable scanner. It seems like between force barrier and the situ- situational awareness, Magna Guards, he's really playing off of that, having that like range four poke power and just be able to mitigate all of your different uh, other threats. And then um, the PK, PK is so good on Magnus, right? Those those red saves getting yep. prepared for uh, six points a pop is. Yeah, sweet. it's really good. I don't know why more people don't bring worker droids with Magnus or spiders, really. Um, I mean, 12 points is, is a little high for like a vehicle, but that's money in the bank for a durable trooper unit yeah. like Magna Guard. I like so. it a lot in a list like this that's running two Magna Guards. Yep, agree. Um, the second place list was also a droid list. Uh, and I'm sorry if I mispronounced your name. It is Jana, Jin, Jana. I'm sure this is a German name. Maybe you can help me out here, Lucas. Oh, I mean, um, I'm moving to Germany, but I don't speak any German. So. <laughs> I uh, speak some. Jan, to me. <laughs> Jan, Jan, maybe? Is that a, is that a Y, J? Anyway, um, I won't spend any further time butchering this poor guy's name. Um, <laughs> poor girl. Yeah. Could be Jane. Uh, yeah. That's true. Uh, and... Uh, he he or she ran General Grievous with six B ones with the the E five S the long range thing, T series and two Magna Guard so ten activations. It's nice to see Grievous in here. Yeah, it's really similar to the previous list, but goes with the ten activations and takes Grievous. Um, yep. And yeah, Grievous is a, a pretty spicy bring. I haven't seen Grievous placed in any uh, any top lists for quite some time. Yep. I'd be curious, uh, UK players, maybe you can tell us if there were any um, like spider Kalani lists uh, because I did not see any of them in the top eight. And it seems like both of these lists would be weak to something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be that they were dense tables too. I don't know. I have not seen the tables, but uh, UK players, if you have any intel on that, let us know because I'm curious. Uh, it's nice to see two spider lists, droid lists succeed. Um, so I don't know if that was because there were spiders there that they won against or just because nobody brought them because they got like voted off the island, so to speak, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is kind of what happened in Invader uh, this last season um, in the same way that it happened to Tauntauns uh, back in the day. So, so there have been some people playing spider droids in Invader, but I think they've all been knocked out. Uh, yeah. We could maybe touch on that in the Invader section. Yeah. But I know off the top of my head, a few people who were playing it. Uh, there were a handful but yeah. it was definitely not uh, like a super common um, slash sought after build, at least in Invader. Yeah. So, um, and then uh, we've got, uh, we'll just quickly hit the, the remaining six lists here. Um, they were evenly split between Empire and Rebels, three Empire, three Rebels. There was a um, one that had uh, this madman, Joff Port. Again, I 
apologize if I'm mispronouncing your name, um, had basically a triple speeder bike double ATS T list. Oh yeah, good man. Nine activation. And the man after Jay's own heart, no doubt. Yeah. Speaking um, of being vulnerable to spider droids. Yeah. <laughs> and then we've got a rebelist, Dave Grant, with Luke. And this is interesting. This is kind of like Brian Bear's FD list. He's got a couple FD cannons, um, a speeder truck, uh, and then Luke Skywalker, uh, operative with some rebel troopers with an ion, android poppers. So the double ion at range one. <laughs> <laughs> um and then some fleets and some rebel commandos so very uh eclectic mix i guess i guess the speeder is for a luke limo because i don't see r2 in this list um or it could be for the fleets the scatter fleets too yeah both fleets have scatter guns and one actually has a uh a fifth trooper in it as well so it's a full six mad squad um, yep. whoop yeah, I'm guessing it's that six-man squad, right? Because Luke can kind of do stuff himself, and you, like a six-man fleet trooper with scatter gun, is pretty devastating. It really is. Pull off the disembark yeah. properly. But you, yeah, you can. There's a non-zero number of units in this game you can one-shot without attack pool. Yeah, it's twelve dice with Pierce and an aim yeah. token. Um. So yeah. <laughs> uh. All right, and then we've got a quote-unquote standard uh luke five rebel trooper captain dlt two sniper two rebel officer vigilance list um that's kind of become the standard template for this that's the same one that zeus juice ran and uh won legion by the bay with last week mm-hmm. um and then we've got a uh vader list kind of a normal quote-unquote vader gun line with vader and krennic and a bunch of shores and some death troopers um and then we've got a Han list, Han, Chewie, and Luke. This one's interesting. And snipers, basically. I think this is the same thing that Bushman ran at LVO. Maybe yep. some slightly different upgrades, but very similar army. Very similar, yep. And then last but not least, another Empire list with uh, Vader Commander and some Royal Guard and a bunch of T-21 Storms. So basically leaning into Commander Vader's Compel here, I assume. Um, seems pretty good. Yeah, some solid lists. One thing yep. that's really awesome with all this too is all the European events of late have had flights and hotels paid for, I yep. believe, by either AMG or whoever is running organized play through Asmodee. Yep, for and first so place. Just, yep. Yeah, that's really awesome to see. I mean, like this is a 46 person event. So definitely like a like decently tough event to get through, but this isn't the only one. I think there's be two or three more all over Europe. And so it's really cool that. AMG is supporting European players and, uh, you know, flying them out here so that people can't complain anymore that world is just, you know, the North America finals, that it's actually a, a world event. So thank you, AMG and Asmodee for, uh, yeah, giving people flights, getting more of the community out to worlds. Yeah. And that should be some extra hype too, for these events, right? If you win these in Europe, you can get a flight back to the States, um, whenever yeah. worlds is. So, um, one more tidbit that we have to mention is the obvious absence of Gar from this Republic from the top eight. I guess the best uh, or least bad, however you want to phrase it, Republic list was 11th. Um, and they were also the least played faction. So faction breakdown real quick. Uh, out of 46 players, um, eight Republic, 10 separatists, 12 rebels, and then 16 empire. So lots of empire. 
Um, but yeah, sad, sad face for Republic. This is very similar to what happened at Adepticon, where yeah, there were out of 120 something lists, there were only three Republic lists that even had winning records, <laughs> um, and none of them made day three. So, um, yeah, I, I feel know. like Republic has some really strong things it can do but I think it also has a few really bad matchups. And so when you're at these events like this, where you're going to have to go, you know, five, six plus rounds, um, it's kind of like a dice in the bag. Like you just have to not run up against one of those armies potentially. And so it's, uh, while Republic has some really great matchups, it has some really bad matchups that make it tough. Yeah, it's just not forgiving of mistakes or variance in either your matchup or the table you end up on. So mm -hmm. that's been my experience playing them anyway. Um, and you know, you could easily make uh, a great short form tournament run, even I'd say five, six rounds, but like you get any more than that, you start like every additional game you play is an extra risk that you're going to run into a situation where the table or your matchup or both throws, throws a wrench in your well-oiled machine. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, anyway, we'll see if that continues. Hopefully that doesn't continue to be a trend, but, um, I'm going to, this is a hot take, hot okay. take. Yep. Listening. Republic does better on TTS than it does in real life. I don't think that's that hot of a take. Okay. I don't think it's super hot. I agree with you. Um, I think they benefit from the more exacting details of TTS and, and measurements and line of sight and table setups and i think that's the biggest the biggest thing is consistent uh yeah. balanced table standards that yeah. you know in advance yeah right, generally. right that you can practice um, on right basically you know um, yeah. so because in in my experience the biggest i mean certainly matchups are a thing right like if you run across a range four list um that could be a problem for you because most republic lists are range three but um the tables is the biggest thing you know, because there's there's one of two possibilities. You could get like a super open table where you're extra in trouble against a list that has a bunch of high velocity snipers and or range four, mm -hmm. or you can get situations like where you have like a super big awkward line of sight blocker that you can't. You know, you have to kind of like pick a side. Yeah. And Republic lists are generally now barks are a way to get around this, which I think would be a great topic for a future cast. But, um, you know, uh, Republic lists generally want to be like in one spot so they can share those tokens. And if you're in one spot, you kind of have to pick that spot and you don't have a lot of flexibility to like adjust if there's a giant line of sight blocker. Anyway. Right. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you though. I mean, they've been doing pretty well in invader. Um, mm -hmm. I guess yeah. we can just do a tournament update here. Um, they're doing really well in uh, the much less important, but nonetheless fun uh, Legion ladder elims, uh, which actually I'm in, um, the top four in that was all Republic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, part of that is um, it's become kind of, this is actually the first season I've done it, but apparently it's some kind of tradition for the latter Elims participants to do some kind of theme. Um, and it's, it's sort of like a handshake agreement, like not everybody does it. Um, this season, a significant portion of people just randomly flipped, not only for their faction but also like for some list details like it just kept flipping coins on the discord so several people flipped for faction and like everybody got republic <laughs> so <laughs> um, it was essentially like republic elims 
Uh, I was one of those people. I also flipped for uh, Force User versus not Force User. I got not Force User, and then I flipped for Wookies versus Rex, and I got Wookies. Um, so I, I am playing a like a mass Wookie list, and um, I played against Snyder last week. I managed to. He's the previous Invader champion. Um, managed to beat him. He was also playing a Republic list. He was running Anakin Barks. So um, I'm going to play against JJ, uh, who's running uh, Anakin Barks in uh, i'm sorry not anakin barks yoda barks um in the final so we'll see how that goes but yeah um that's a long way jay of saying that i agree with you that republic is a lot better on tts than they are on yeah. tables and, and and i think for me it's not just like some like pontificating on this and like some it's but what i faced right like i've faced yep. republic both in real life and on TTS with the current list that I've been playing for that I've talked at nauseum about for months and months and months now and have utterly destroyed Republic on real life tables and but have been inversely destroyed on TTS. And it just seems like, yeah, I, I think there's a number. I, I know you want to say the terrain. I think that TTS provides a situation with perfect information that real life doesn't provide that i think benefits all armies but in particular allows republic to be a lot more exacting in how they do things you know which if the two criticisms of republic are that they you know are vulnerable to variants whether that's matchup variants or table variants and also that they are not forgiving of mistakes um you know, if you can be more exacting on TTS than you can on a real table, then yep. you're going to make, in theory, you're going to make less positioning mistakes. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, that all tracks. Unless you're like I mean, me, I don't know about you guys, maybe probably not you two. You're very analytical and are good with numbers. <laughs> but like for those of people at home who are normal, uh, you know, you know, it's been happening to me a lot lately. Like if I'm, I'm in the middle of a game and we've talked about this a few times, like a burst mm. of speed move, speed three move. If you do two, it's, it's just about, it's a little under, but it's, it's, it can be close to some range three shenanigans with Luke and force push and all this stuff. Right. It's about two inches shy. Yeah. 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 In my head, when I'm playing, I think it's the first move that's range three, not both moves. And I, I can't get that out of my head. And I've literally done things like and had to go, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. What am I doing? Like, this is crazy. This is crazy, Jay. You're, you're being crazy right now. That's it. They can't be range three. That's speed three. Like, uh, anyways, I get all mixed up. And TTS is super punishing for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I guess speaking of uh, TTS people doing well with Republic, Mr. Doc Velo Evan from the Fifth Trooper, uh, little TTS invader update. I'll do real fast. So I think Timbo, he was on last week, right? Yep. So Timbo won his game. I think you mentioned it. He played against uh, Mr. LJ Pena Talk Plight, and he was playing the Double Spider Tank Army, and he got that one. I was able to tune in for some of uh, Evan Doc Villo's game against Kodak, and it was a VAPS game. And um, basically, early on, there were like some uh, Velo was blue, so Kodak had to come to him. He like tried to faint with the unit to the side, and uh, Evan 
Doc Bello just like one shotted it with a fired support shot. I can't remember if it was a saber throw fire support or something else, but it was a big fire support that just like one shot this unit and just like killed that flank like dead in its tracks. And so the rest of the game after that was basically like Kodak trying to come in um, and tap the VAPS and was able to pull that off. So congrats uh, to Evan. He's in top four for East Coast. So I believe he's the only fifth trooper that made a East Coast. And then uh, yep. on the West Coast, so results of my game, sadly Timbo is also going to be the only one making out West Coast. I played against uh, Droids Rule, who actually knocked me out of Invader single elims in round of 32 two seasons ago. Oh, did. Whoa. Okay. Oh, sorry, everybody. <laughs> Just our, our video feed went wonky yeah, there for a second. Yeah, right? Zoom freaked out for a second. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Droids Rule knocked me out in the same round, round of 32 playing a Sabine army. And uh, I don't know if anyone caught that game before, but that was the game where he like blew up half of my army. He did something like 16 wounds with one explosions. So mm. I had a little bit of PTSD from that going into this game. Uh, the game was really close in the end. So I didn't get killed by explosions this time. I learned my lesson, but I was playing my Iden tactical strike list with the three dudes. He was playing Sabine, Clan Ren, two Wookiees, and then I think two Rebel Vets, uh, two of the Mark IIs, a Rebel Officer with Vigilance, and then a Naked Fleet, I believe. And uh, so basically like round one, it was intercept the transmissions and breakthrough with, uh, it's called uh, supplies. What's the thing called? Re- recover supplies. Recover the supplies. Yep. Yep. And so <laughs> we basically... <laughs> <laughs> I got almost got there. Uh, one of the big things in this game was he did have SABCOMs, which is Sabotage Communications. It's a one pip that counters Tactical Strike. Mm-hmm. What it does is it forces your opponent to only give out one order. And my card, Tactical Strike, they only get the effect if they get an order, and I'm supposed to hand out four orders. And so uh, it's a, a tough start because at any time, right, I have to basically try and flush that card out or try and call a bluff and play it sooner. So turn one, he played pretty conservatively. And I could have tactical striked, um, but there wasn't any super great value. And I was more hoping maybe I could faint some tax strikes and have him go after it. So I deployed Iden fairly aggressively, but he, he called my bluff and we both just played standing orders. And like, I grabbed a box and retrieved with Iden after that, it was a little bit of positioning. And then, uh, turn two, he swung wide on one flank with the Wookiee and was able to just one shot a do back, which really set me back on my heels. Um, but luckily I was able to force out his sabotage communications on turn two because I had that do back that was kind of out that I didn't expect to get one shot it, but it was in a not a great spot. So that was a bad position by myself. And then I had a uh, ISF who is in the open because I had end of turn moved out and shot his wookies who are advancing. And so I played one pip to his own pip, took the shot hit. And then <clears throat> after that, it was explosions versus tax strike and explosions hit a lot of my stuff, but most of its wounds just went in on my core. I was able to pretty much preserve a lot of my ISF after that. And tax strike essentially killed his entire flanking force at that point. Mm. So I killed Sabine. Uh, I killed the Wookiees. He had clan run up there also. Uh, but between tax strike and the next turn, I followed up with pulse scan. I like shot a bunch of his things. One thing of note that was really tough this game was with the Mandos and Wookiees. He kept on jumping on all the roofs and shooting me. And if you guys know, dobacks cannot climb. So my dobacks this game are really struggling to get value. Uh, 
normally they're great at screening these aggressive threats, but I kind of had to lean on my tech strike to like clear out my backline because all these jumping mandos and scaling bookies are on buildings where I couldn't touch them. But as the game advanced, he won the first two uh, intercepts. So he had the center and back. So it was four to two. So essentially I had to tie on points in the final turn, uh, but, but I was ahead on kill points because I killed Sabine and Wilkies and different things. So going into the final turn, we had done some back and forth trading. Um, I had a stormtrooper who like clutched out a full save. So essentially he was trying to back cap me with his mandos. Uh, and like he couldn't kill a stormtrooper that was like on one health. So with that, I then had a do back who was moving in to try and kill a Mark II cannon. The Mark II had two wounds remaining after all this trades. And so my do back ran in, rolled three hits, and he got the double save. And that was like the last activation of the game. So it was, it was a super fun game. Cause like the entire time it was swinging back and forth. Like hmm. early on, he was like one shotting things and I was losing all his attrition. And then tax strike put me back in the game. And then at the end, it was like, oh, he's got this down. He's going to back cap me because he was able to like pick off the stormtrooper and my stormtrooper full saves. And then the do back came out. So it was a really fun one. Zodiac casted it. And so, Droids again, knocks me out in round of 32. Um, so I am sadly out with that. Uh, but super great dude. And we got Timbo still on the West Coast. So it was a fun finish. I think it was a it was a fun game to play. Um, and it seemed like a fun one to watch since it was very back and forth. A lot of stuff dying. Um, but yeah, good luck to Droids and Timbo and everyone else. Uh, I look forward to seeing the Invader Finals. It's going to... I'm really looking forward to like cheering on regions kind of. I, I'm excited to see, you know, how it plays out that we have the top four from Europe, top four from what is it? It's like Pacific Asia area. Yep. Asia All Pacific, which is like Australia and then yeah. Asia and then US is two two separate yeah. regions. So East Coast, yeah. West Coast. So I'm yep. excited to see that shake out. Um, got a lot of good players. I was stoked to see that uh, also Hamo made it, who's a SoCal person. I was hoping that if I was able to make it, I could have said, you know, half of the uh, West Coast people are all SoCal. Darth Vader also got knocked out in this round. So I, would, I was like kind of secretly hoping for the full SoCal <laughs> sweep because if Talk Polite, myself, Habmo, and Darth all won, we could have been like literally <laughs> within a one hour radius all in there, but stars didn't align. <laughs> well, that's a very exciting uh, for... Uh all the people that are advancing, I think it's, there might only be like one game left. I think they're playing right now, actually bees and Luke cook to decide who the last, uh, kind of like second elims phase spot goes to. Um, so good luck to everyone playing in that. I'm sure we'll be watching. Uh, I, I will be rooting on our NA East, um, brethren as well as Tim, uh, from the West. Uh, so yeah, good luck to everybody. West Coast, uh, best coast. East Coast, Beast Coast. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Why don't we you guys want to talk some bounty hunters? Do, Do we have I? time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Maybe already we'll talk about force shoot. Force users. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, we should definitely you, hit you them. Get this Lucas guy talking about bounty hunters. We might never end this podcast. I know. <laughs> yeah, I think let's do it i guess i feel feel like we have to though because you know people have been anxiously waiting for the bounty hunters and we finally got them um i guess the good news for brevity purposes is that they are not completely new units though they did receive a lot of changes to their cards yeah so um it's the same bounty hunters but like better and more flavorful all at once 
Yeah. You got you got Boba, Boosk, and Chad Bane uh as the new versions of the bounty hunters. So yeah. um no, let's just get right into it. All right. Go ahead, Lucas. Well, I'll, yeah, I'll read off Bosk since he's my my boy that Boosk. 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 Sorry, Boosk. Yeah. Uh, Boosk, since he carried me through most of my early Legion career. Um so I figure I should just talk about the differences for sake of brevity. So everyone yeah. should be familiar with these characters. Right. Um, I think one of the biggest changes for Bosk, he was already in a Boosk. He was already <laughs> in a great spot overall. Um, right. A decent character. He could fit in some areas. Um, he got a 10 points cut, which is like a deep cut for a unit that was decent. Yep. Uh, that wasn't all he got. He also got scale, which puts him in line with other uh, like Wookiees and other things like that. They gain scale, makes them a lot more mobile. And for Bosk's play, that's huge since he likes to peekaboo often. And then he gained independent surge two, which is new keyword. If you don't have an order, you gain two surge tokens. I think my main takeaway here is like scale is really helpful. Independent surge is like Bosk cool. is order hungry. I don't know if yeah. this makes him not order hungry, but 10 points off of Bosk. <laughs> yeah, scale and the 10 points are the two big things here. Oh, one other big thing. He can be played in Separatist now also. That's another key Also, factor. yes. <laughs> yeah. Can't forget that. <laughs> yeah, they still haven't told us how these guys factor into Shadow Collective. Um, but the assumption is that you'll be able to somehow use them in Shadow Collective Battle Force. Yeah. Um, since they're part of this release. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you can use them in uh, Separatists and Empire. Um, we can get to it when we talk about Cad Bane, but I was gonna this... say, I feel like I want to talk about the bounty hunters and lists as a whole. Yeah. Um, why don't, yeah, let's just rattle off. Let's, let's continue rattling off the, the changes to them here. And then we can kind of give our individual takes and where we think list building stands with these guys. How's that? Sure. Sounds good to me. So right. Boba, no points changes. So you might be a little sad about that. But he got, I'd say, more significant buffs than Bosk did yep. as far as his actual stats. So first one is he got a comm slot, which is nice. He gained independent aim one or dodge one. So if he doesn't have an order, he can get an aim or dodge. I like this a little bit for if you're lasting with him. Some lists can pull off with like um, improv. improv orders. Yeah. You can essentially shuffle them and delay them. And having an, a free aim is really nice on those turns. The big changes is his integrated rockets are now called integrated rockets. I think they used to be called yep. wrist rockets. They did. Uh, now you can do the knee rocket motion from yeah. Book of Boba Fett, you know, where he's like shooting with, with in one direction and he does like a, you know, the Captain Morgan and shoots rockets with his knee in the other direction. Yeah. I think it's obligatory now whenever you shoot his integ integrated rockets, which I will forever think of as knee rockets to do yeah. that in a game. Um, and uh, with that new keyword, they have a new weapon profile. They are still range one or two, still impact one, but now it's three black dice and versatile. So I think especially leans into that whole knee rocket idea. We saw a lot in Mando and Book of Boba Fett that Boba is, you know, beating people up and shooting rockets, you know, while punching them and kicking them and whatnot. And so it kind of makes sense. Uh, his other buff similarly has to do with his close range profile. He gets an extra red dice on his melee attack. I think my general takeaway is i think boba's best way to be played often was aggressively and i think people didn't lean into that 
And I think this basically now makes it very clear that like Boba Fett's an aggressive unit now. Um, you know, five dice at range two is deadly. Three reds and three blacks coming out of melee. Like if you just dive into a B1 gun line, like you flame a unit, kill a unit, boot spikes, rocket another one, whip cord out. Like he, uh, he seems like he wants to be up in there and hunting after targets. Like especially against CIS, how terrifying is this profile when you have like a T series and Boba is going to be totally safe whip cording and flame throwing around your gun line. And then he's just going to pop out and bounty a T series. Um, yeah. I, I think these buffs are really nice for Boba. It definitely makes him competitive, viable choice. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The independent, I, th- I feel like with him specifically, I feel like you could take her to leave it just because of all the bounty hunters. I think he's probably the most timing sensitive. Yeah. Um, yeah, it would be great to get the free tokens, but I just I don't think you can leave him without an order. Yeah, so he's I, only Empire still, right? Because he's just a little yeah. kid during CIS time, so you can't get that perfect order control. Um, yeah, but I think with improvised orders, you might be able to sometimes pull it off. You know, come swinging out with a name. Um, I'd like to point out, and maybe to counter Lucas' take a little bit here, defensively. They did they haven't really done much, right? Like he gets the dodge, I guess, for independent. But I've always found that Boba could be very much a glass cannon where you could you in Sabine's kind of the same way. I mean, she's got nimble and some other dodge stuff going on. But like with with, uh, you know, Boba, you're like, all right, I surge. I got red. I got impervious. I'm going to be all right. And the next thing you know, you're dead. You're just dead. And so I, I would uh, struggle still with Boba and um, especially without going down in points, uh, I would still struggle. Like, we don't know what the command cards, if they're updating command cards or if there's going to be more. We have no idea if those help. Yeah. But right now, I still wouldn't take Boba. So I would. Yeah, I think you guys I are think wrong. he looks amazing. I think you're wrong. And I think you guys are going to get him on the table and you're going to find out that he's still a glass cannon and you're going to be like, oh, yeah, Jay was right. Yeah, but now you can just like dive into melee with them and like and that still helps shore that up. Like I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Guys. Well, and honestly, like all characters are glass cannons for what you're paying for them, especially the combat focused ones, right? Like he's actually, you know, yeah. more durable than you most of their characters. Whatever you want, Kyle. I'm telling you, you're wrong. And I want this to be marked down. June, what's today? June sixth. Jay said. Kyle's wrong, and Boba isn't going to be any better than he was. We'll see. Uh, Mark it. We'll see. I, I have a list I want to talk about later, but I think I, once this stuff comes out, I have a list I'm going to try and prove <laughs> you wrong with. All right. You can verify, Jay, that I, in fact, did order Boba Fett <laughs> just recently. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, um, I did see that. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I, listen, I, 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 I okay. my current plan is to play him for Nova Open. All right. Well, good luck, everyone. I, I, Okay, good. Because we're in the same heat. So I hope you do <laughs> because I want your sweet Elo. Name Point. someone <laughs> with a sharpshooter too that can shoot five dice with Pierce one at you. Uh, listen, I'm not commenting on his offense at all. I, You guys are correct on his offense. Huge upgrades there. I think that's great. Is he going to take out some stuff? Yep. And then he's going to get taken out right after that. We'll see. I'm optimistic. Yep. Because here, here's why. No, I'm not. I'm going to fight this because 
because you're going to get aggressive with them, Lucas. I can hear it in your voice already. You want to be running them into stuff. And I think it's a mistake with Boba. I think that this is like tricking you into doing something you shouldn't do with him. I disagree. I played a okay. lot of double bounty for a while, uh-huh. but uh-huh. how'd we'll that touch go on for that you? Lists. Well, it went well in Invader League, not in real life. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, let's well, hit Cad. Guess, let's hit Cad Bane. Guess what's the only thing that matters? Real life. Yeah. <laughs> not the only thing, Jay. Yeah. It's definitely more, more fun. I'll say that much. Uh, all right, Cad Bane. Um, yeah. Let's hit him. Uh, I'll hit him because uh, I love I love me best. some Cad Bane. Yeah. Um, uh, he's got, so he's got the, the biggest list of upgrades. And in fact, I'm going to reference my article, by the way, which you can catch on the fifth trooper.com slash blog. If you want more detail here, um, he's got the biggest list of changes. So I'm going to rattle them off here. Increased danger sense from two to three. Uh, he's got independent dodge two, which is easily the best for a variety of reasons of all these independent keywords. Um, he got surge crit from surge hit uh he got an extra training slot so he now has two training slots and he got a cut of 10 points that's that's a lot of things yeah it's a lot of things <laughs> um i mean clearly like all of these things kind of add together but independent dodge two, where you can field him in a faction where you can reverse sort your pool and still have control of him while also getting independent um, I mean, give him situational awareness and two free dodges every turn. <laughs> like, yeah, this is the one independent I think you can build around. That, like, yeah, it's. I mean, I guess you could put Bosk in a CIS list and get it by you know happenstance. But I think this is one where like him proccing independent makes him way better than Cad when he's not proccing independent. And with these changes, I think he's already good even if he's not proccing independent. Yep. And unlike Bosk, you can give him a comms relay so that even on the turn where you want to play his cards, you can still proc independent. <laughs> yep. Um, because uh, for those that don't know, um, since it doesn't come up that often, when you play a command card, you are required to give basically as many orders as as um, you can from the command card. So like when a command card says Bosk or Cad Bane or whatever on it, uh, you know, you can't just be like, I'm going to decide not to give him an order. Um, that's not how it works. You have to issue the orders uh, from the command card. But if you give Cad Bane a comms relay, then and you play a Cad Bane card, you can bounce his order to a B1 or something um, and then still get those two free dodges. So he can also be taken an Empire now. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. So I've been toying with a lot of lists. And I'm not as much sure if I want to bring Cad and Empire as much as CAS because that yeah. independent is huge. And Boba is a little less reliant on independent. And I think Boba is also really good now. So I, when I was list building between the two, I find it for Empire, if you're wanting to go like a double bounty, you're probably doing Bosk and Boba. Whereas Separatists, I think Cad, Bane, and Bosk is also a really nasty option. Like you can do, there's there's so many different ways you can go with it too. Um I know at least in our, our group discord, we had like a whole back and forth where everyone was just like posting new double bounty ideas for, uh, for separatists in particular. Like uh, the one I like is 10 activations. You have Kalani, um, Bosk with Hunter and targeting scopes, Cad Bane with Hunter, situational awareness, comms relay, 
six B1s with E5Ss and the extra droid. And then you have a IG-100 Magna with situation on RPS-6. So you just got like a beefy B1 gun line with a Magna guard in case there's something in melee. And then you got Kalani to just be giving dodges and aims to your aim-hungry Bosk and your dodge-hungry CAD. So kind of just like 10 activations of separatist beef with two bounty hunters that you have perfect order control on. Hmm. Yeah, it's just thinking. This is an incredible release. Like the amount of content, the amount of units. Like, because I was just looking, like, we were talking about this, and I was going through the list builder, uh, legionhq.thefifthtrooper.com. Uh, I was going through the list builder, and I was going, they, they like these madmen added like not just for shadow collective but you got two new commanders basically for ev- almost every other faction you've got bounty hunters you know moving in and out of factions you've got two two more core units coming in and out of factions i mean like this is an insane release and then if you're going to play shadow collective you know you've got three new commanders four new operatives two you know two core and one and one special forces like and then not to mention like the fact that you could probably throw the speeder and whatever else is that hasn't been leaked yet right like this is an insane release i'm like i'm very excited well and what's impressive too about it is that everything we've seen so far is like kind of like that right level of yeah that's pretty good it's not busted but it's pretty good um, it's kind of like that balance sweet spot in addition to yeah. also just being a giant dump of content it, for multiple factions, which is yeah, yeah, really and impressive when you along think along those same lines. And I think it's just probably another now that I'm thinking it before I say it out loud, it's just another way of saying what Kyle just said, just differently, is that I'm like looking at lists building stuff but going i don't feel like i'm left out by not taking the new hotness Mm -hmm. but then when i take the new hotness i don't feel like i'm like hamstringing myself either so it's Mm -hmm. like i mean that's they're doing a great job this is this is a great release i i've i'm thoroughly impressed with this this may be you know what controversial take this may be the best release they've they've put out i think this may be the the best release since the second core set came out. Oh, definitely since the second core set. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No question. Yeah. I, I might agree too. Just so much content and so much of it is balanced. Like there's been nothing that just seems like a dud and nothing that seems insanely busted so far. I mean, we don't have all the rules yet. Um, like, so I think with the bounty hunters, we have the best idea of kind of how bounty hunters will probably fit. We don't know how the force org is limited because we know they said they're going to limit how many you can take. So it's not clear if that's like rank by rank or faction wide. Um, So that's one thing, like maybe you have to take allies of convenience to feel double bounty. Um, But like, I think with these bounty hunters, my takeaway was it didn't make bounty hunters like the end all be all like the metas could be all bounty hunters. But I think like bounty lists are now up there with all the other stuff that's killing it. Um, yep. Which is what you want to see, right? You don't want to be less options. You want just like, oh, this is another thing that like I feel yeah. like I could take to a tournament competitively and be happy about. Well, and you don't want to feel like, 
Yeah, you're right. And you don't want to feel like like 40K where if I don't take Space Marines or something, you know, super, what is it? Which one's the real Space Wolves or something like? It depends on the time. Yeah. Whichever, but, whichever codex is newest, basically. It's yeah. always Space yeah. Whatever. <laughs> they just their like, new codex. Yeah. yeah uh, you know, and it, that always feels bad right like because that used to happen in fantasy too where like yeah when the codec came out like whatever one was newest was the one that was spanking everybody and that doesn't feel great so i i this has been yeah i'm really excited yeah 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 i'm feeling overwhelmed a little like i know the the first few tournaments probably nova and gen con will be the first big tournaments with the they're going to be confusing there's going to be a lot of rules questions yeah even guys like us who are talking about this every week aren't going to know all the rules and we're going to go wait whoa 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 whoa, whoa. just everybody stop what what is happening right now yeah (laughs) yeah the first fun one i saw is does cad bane get dodge tokens from independent if he's not on the table yet oh that's interesting yeah i think the answer is probably uh (laughs) because there there's a there's no ruling on that one specifically but there's rulings on like if you have a unit uh, that's rapid reinforcements and it has something like reliable does it get those tokens and hmm. it's been answered that yes they do so um, i don't see why it would be any different than that um so yeah <laughs> so gross for like recover the supplies with cad you just like pop up on yeah. the center box grab it move. with, with two, dodge <laughs> tokens. two dodge tokens yeah. and jump one <laughs> yep Ugh. yeah and you can even if you want to just fake them out you can put a bomb on the center box instead of cad <laughs> It's like, yeah. Well, I mean, um, and like, yeah. All the other <laughs> options, like, okay, you want to get aggressive with Boba, and you want to keep him alive. So if, let's say I'm right, and let's say you're right, and you want to be aggressive, Andy's going to be a glass cannon. Well, if you play him, play him in Separatist, you could put him in the speeder truck, and you could just uh, pop him out, like speed him up there, and then pop Boba yeah, out. Shadow Collective, you mean? Or Shadow Collective? Yeah. yeah. What, did, what did I say? Separatist. Oh, separate. Yes, Shadow yeah. Collective. You could put yeah. them in the. You could put them in the the, the A five and drive. Just drive them up to wherever you want them to go. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, like, that, like that's crazy. It is. That, like Boba or Bosk or or uh, yeah or Cad Bane or like or Maul could be in a bus and you're just like yeah they're there now. Good luck yep. with that. So have they said who goes in the Shadow Collective and who doesn't? Because I I feel like they're probably with most of them, but isn't Boba like a little kid? during shadow collective times uh not no so the short answer is kind of um but it's not clear whether like so it's called shadow collective Mm -hmm. yeah and it it clearly seems to be specifically targeted at like the clone wars season seven time period um but uh but um you know maul continues to do like the crimson dawn thing afterward and it's thematically very similar like he it's a crime it's a crime syndicate basically he has pikes he has black suns in it um and during that time period boba is older so i think you i mean i don't it doesn't seem any worse to me than like maul being available and separatists even though separatists weren't a thing you know during phantom menace um so yeah i i mean i think that would be fine i I think it would be weird to have a release with all these units in it where you can't like use them together. Yeah. Um, I think the thing so. that was making me think about that was um, Gar Saxon and all the super commandos technically fight for the empire. So a lot of people are thinking it'd be a dual faction for empire. 
Yep. Um, but they're not because like their sculpts, right, are not Empire right. age sculpts. Yeah, they're very different looking when they well, fight for the Empire. Yeah, and, and so we, that was my thought maybe with Boba that like yeah, unless we get like a little kid Boba. But also, but, we don't really have the full read on Underworld connections either, right? So just because they're Shadow Collective only doesn't mean that Underworld connections can't bring them into right any any other right so it's there's yeah, a lot of rules special rules that yeah. we don't know yet right yeah. like the other one was can you have three bounty hunters with underworld connections right we we don't know if underworld yep. connections breaks rank rules i uh, <laughs> uh, triple triple bounty i hope oh, that's man. a thing that Dude, would be so fun all right i'll tell you it'd what. be hard to make it work but lucas you I... make it work if we, if you could do triple bounty you do it pal do it <laughs> I think I'm going to be, well, if triple bounty is possible, I'll give it a shot. But the the one that I want to run, and this is the list that they're going to try and prove you wrong with, Jay, that right. I think Boba is going to be really good with this. Okay, It's basically my old double bounty list I ran, but just like way better because they got a ton of points dropped since then. And Boba is like better than it used to be. So it's 10 activations, Imperial Officer with improvised orders, electric binoculars, Boba with Hunter, Seize, Recon Intel, Bosk with Hunter sees targeting scopes, three storms of T21s, captains offensive push, two storms of T21s and specialists, and uh, two snipers. So you have 10 activations, 795, basically like five beefy core, two snipers, your hunters, supported by an officer. And then as far as my command cards, I dropped Bosk's one pip for ploy. Thinking there is Bosk's one pip is really good against red saves. All right, because it gives the poison token out. And I think this list between the two snipers, Bosk and Boba, like has a really good matchup against those armies already. Um, and so I'd rather just have Ploy because it's basically a one pip that either gives you two surges on Bosk or a name or a dodge on Boba. And I think a one pip giving Boba a name with that aggressive play is actually pretty huge. Like being able to first with Boba and like have a target and proc Hunter and that, like two aims on a five dice pool is pretty rough with pierce um so yeah i think that's what i'm gonna be trying to run once if this list is legal assuming that because the thing is if it's like limited by uh force org where it's like you can only have one shadow or one mercenary commander one operative three core however they do it it messed this up quite a bit because it really needs improvised orders but assuming that the limitation is on total units you can have in your army i'm really excited to try something like this okay you want your mind blown what about this was something I was playing with a long time ago, but you could have Vader double bounty. And you could you can get up to 10 activations. Man, what 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 command cards do you yeah, think? Say, <laughs> I don't know. That's three <laughs> units. There, yeah, like, but... So much greed for command cards. So yeah. but what I liked with that one and what I was playing with, and I mean, listen, I played a couple games, they weren't great because you know the points, but you could like if you can't recover the supplies, you can like new ways to motivate Boba into a box grab and then off, off he goes. Yeah. <laughs> With cords away. Yeah. He that just, well, he just new ways. He takes a wound and now he can move, grab, move. And he's just gone and the box is gone. Yeah. He's got Julia mastery for a box grab. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I actually just painted my Vader. It's very exciting. Yeah, you did like a 
like a blue object source sliding paint job, right? And he's got yeah, like it's kind of hard to see, I'm below. sure. But, yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, it was pretty much. Uh, it took me about an hour. Pretty much all airbrush, and then mm. I I did the little. Like I know it's on top of it. No, I didn't do any highlights on top of it. All of the um, color that you see, like on his cape and all this other stuff. Straight airbrush. Straight airbrush. Dang. Um, the only thing that's uh, regular brush is like you know, like his belt buckle and the little buttons, and then the lightsaber. That's it. That's it. Um, I need to get more yeah. confident with my airbrush. I I use it for like priming and zenithal, and then like on vehicles I'll do stuff with it or terrain. But for little malls like that, I haven't gotten confident enough, but. Like I thought in that cape, what you did was just like blast it with blue and then took like a light blue and highlighted it over it for like those ripples. But yep. is it just like the angle of the airbrush? It just sits mm -hmm. on top and doesn't go deep. Yeah. So like, you know, the airbrush can only paint what it can see. That's like the, yeah. the mantra with the airbrush, right? So if you take it and you, this is going to be hard if you're not watching on YouTube, but um, if you hit it from the, like where the cape ripples are, if you hit it from the side, it's only going to hit the top of the ripples, right? So you just do like a dark blue, you know, and then you go down a little bit and you kind of, you know, angle it over the course of the cape, but still we're only hitting the top of the ripples and then you do a light blue and then you, you angle it even sharper such that you're only hitting like the very top of the cape ripples. And that's all you need to do. Like it, it looks, it looks like blended, you mm -hmm. know, but it's not, it's just literally two colors. And that's the same with like the, you know, the front on his, on his whatever. The front of his body and like on the yeah. top of his helmet and stuff yeah and then it makes osl super easy too you can't really see it on the on the camera but he's got like lightsaber red osl a little bit on his shoulder i love so. the the blue and red it's a nice paint job of having like the, the blue paint job for his body and then it really makes the mm -hmm. the red pop a little more yeah that was our, our actually our, our painter dustin is the one that he had a really awesome looking operative vader um and i'm like how did you do that and he's like you should try using blue for black instead of gray uh, and I'm like, okay. And um, I've been painting black with blue ever since. It's great. Um, so I'd say I did some Death Troopers in the same fashion. So um, yeah, super, super easy to do black that way. Cause usually black is pretty difficult. Cause like how do you highlight up from black, right? Um, yeah. Without making it look white. But um, yeah, blue, dark blue impromptu awesome. hobby segment <laughs> yeah. yeah mix in whatever i do all my empires on like desert bases so i'll actually do my black up to like i'll put a little beige into it mm -hmm. so i think the my general thinking is it looks like you know reflecting in the environment so yep. like, you know if you're in a, a warm environment highlight up warmer or if you want to have the opposite effect if you really want to pop you can you know do the inverted so like if you're doing a desert base you could do blue and then like your model will really pop um yep. depends what you're going for but yeah there's actually an airbrush technique too um i don't know if there's an official name for it somebody who's more knowledgeable about, about painting can correct me but that i use on all my stuff that's white so including like my stormtroopers and stuff um you're not going to be able to see it on the on the thing but here's like a here's like a sand trooper dude um and uh basically whatever color you're basing is when you're doing the airbrush you hit like from the underside of the model with a wash that is that color um before you do like at least for white i'll hit like the wash from the underneath and then i'll hit white from the top and then you get it looks like this color contrast where you have like the color of your basing reflecting from the bottom and then the white reflecting from the top so um 
it's super easy. It's like two colors and it looks pretty good. So they're more airbrush the hacks. Things you got to do when you're painting an army of all black and white models. Yeah. <laughs> it's so much, so much black and white. Yeah. They're so much harder than like you there. think, you know, and you're like, oh yeah, they're just stormtroopers. It's going to be easy. They're literally the, out of all the models I've painted, they're the, like the nightmare models where yeah. you're just like, oh God, I can't win See, with this. I feel like I've gotten it down for my guys. I, I have my method down and I did some rebels and having to like paint different colors and then in the lines, I got super good with like, I got my wash right to the right consistency. I like it. And I have like a technique where I wash it super heavy and take like a wet paintbrush with just water and like dilute it down to like add on natural highlights, um, which makes it real quick. So you just go white, paint in the black, and then like soak it in wash and whisk it away, and you're pretty much done. Interesting. Um, and so that makes it real fast. Uh, but it took me a while to get comfortable with that because I had to get like my my mixture of like wash to water ratio just right. Mm-hmm. But it's made it really fast for me. Now it's uh, it's little detail models that take me forever. But it's been uh, fun, yeah. like painting Cad Bane. Now he can be running Empire and he looks good in CIS. It's super fun. I don't know if you guys saw, but I, uh, I've i been taking a nail file to his hat and slowly making his hat smaller and smaller to get the uh, <laughs> the cowboy version from uh, Book of Boba Fett and yeah. later on. Because uh, he has that huge one and I just hate the giant hat so much. And so it's been taking me a while, but I think I'm almost there. Now, whenever I'm watching TV, I just bust out the nail file. I'm just like slowly filing down the sides, making sure not to scratch the paint job. Yeah, there's actually a great episode. Uh, I don't know if it's that hat that he acquires, but it's definitely a hat. It's a Clone Wars episode where um, Obi-Wan goes undercover as a bounty hunter. And um, uh, they're having like, it's essentially like a Hunger Games style bounty hunter contest. Um, they're not explicitly supposed to kill each other, but they're all like hanging around at the, at the initial thing. And some other random bounty hunters wearing a hat and Cad Bane doesn't have a hat. Um, I forget how he lost his hat, but he walks up to the dude and he's like, in his Cad Bane voice, which I'm not going to be able to do, but he's like, nice hat. And then he just like draws on him and shoots him in the face. Hmm. Um, and the, you know, the hat falls off and Cad Bane puts on his hat and Obi-Wan is looking at him like in disgust and Cad Bane looks at him and he's like, what? It's a nice hat. <laughs> <laughs> you know as if as if that was perfectly a justified reason to kill somebody for their hat um i think that is the short hat but i could be wrong someone with more not that's seen that episode more recently can correct me but oh they will i know that's why i'm (laughs) (laughs) i genuinely want to know that's why i'm making the appeal yeah um so yeah i love uh cad bane well i guess quick spoiler warning he's in book of boba fett towards the end uh, yeah, I love how it looks in that show. Yeah, I think it's been long enough. That show's been out. You know, we're on to. I think Obi-Wan. I think we're good. I think you we're can good. Now do yeah. Boba Fett spoilers. Can, can I tell you guys something? Big news in the Shalansky household. Yeah. So Rachel is a Star Wars fan. Okay. And so we've been watching all the 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 like Book of Boba Fett, Mandalorian. We're watching Obi Wan now. She says to me the other day, and and the reason I'm bringing this up was because it was all because of Cad Bane. So when he showed up in Book of Boba Fett, I like audibly gasped and went, oh, oh my God, <laughs> like, and she didn't know who it was and didn't understand why I was so excited. Right. So she says to me the other day, she goes, I think it's time. And I said, time for what? She goes, I think we need to watch all the Star Wars stuff in order, including the cartoons, because I need to get caught up. Yes. And I was like, oh, my yes. God, it's happening. I like my brain shut down. I didn't even know what to, I was like, 
I don't even know if this is possible. Like, we don't have enough time for this. Like, I just, like... <laughs> there's a, it's like the, the only the meat. Yeah. yeah, yeah the yeah, filler yeah. list for Clone Wars. I highly recommend it. Clone Wars is one of those shows that it's by Dave Filoni. So like character arcs, like Ahsoka's character arc in that show. That's great. Like amazing. So is Anakin's. Um, yeah. yeah. So is Anakin's like great storytelling. But it was a kid's show, so there's like yep. random ones with like Jar Jar Binks and R2-D2 that are a bit goofy. So I'd say take the no filler thing that hits like all the hard-hitting episodes. So the last four episodes of Clone Wars with Maul uh, and all that. Amazing. amazing. With Shadow Collective coming out, you gotta yeah. watch that because like that's literally where it comes from. Yeah, yep. so, yeah. so I was gonna do the research to get like I uh, that no the no filler one, but then get everything in order and then just go off of that, you know, because it gets dicey with uh, Clone Wars and Revenge and like wh- when yeah. you're supposed to start what at what time, you know. So well, for well, Revenge that's... of the Sith, it's I don't want to spoil anything, but the end of Clone Wars makes it pretty clear where it is in the timeline. It's Clone Wars is between attack the entire series. Clone Wars is between Episode Two and Episode Three. But the end of seven, doesn't that start to bleed into it? it does. A little it does. Bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the last episode. Okay. All right. So if you, yeah. if you watch than, Revenge, well, and then I don't watch... want to spoil anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's the very, the, the very last end. The Clone Wars yeah. in episode three blur and overlap in many ways. A okay. little bit. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, so yeah, if you just watch Clone Wars and then do episode three, you should be you've fine. You've already seen three. So like you already know the context of what's happening. Yeah. In yeah. Clone Wars. And then we're going to uh, watch Rebels to like, uh, I was like, the no. only thing I need to get her to do is play like Jedi Knight Fallen Order. And then we'll play it. <laughs> there you go. Then it'll That's be, com- the circle will be complete. It is it. a really good game. Yeah. Yeah. My wife, she's great. She actually, I did not know about this, anything or the only the meat concept with Clone Wars when we watched it. So I, both of us have seen every <laughs> Clone Wars episode. And I will say it was an experience, um, but I would definitely recommend Jay for you or anyone else that wants to watch Clone Wars to skip some episodes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just, there's so many and a lot of them are really bad. A lot of them are really good, but a lot yeah. of them are really bad. It's all the filler ones where you can yeah. tell they're like, we just need something to happen for an now, episode. Now, what about... Right. Okay, I know we're running out of time, but really quick. So two questions. Yep. There was that amazing Cartoon Network cartoon series that was actual animation, 2D animation that was yeah. in the Clone Wars. Does that have any bearing on anything or is that just It fun? doesn't go into canon, but it's a yep. good time and it's not long. Okay. Like the entire first season of that is like 40 minutes and the entire second season is like an hour. Uh and do you so have to watch it... the original Clone Wars movie? That no. one? No, no, skip that. Skip that. Straight entirely. up skip that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go straight into the show. Just know that Ahsoka is like a Padawan for Anakin during the Clone Wars because the war is going on. And so there's like less people to temple training. So like essentially they start giving Padawans to Jedi Knights to like continue their training during the war. Right. That's like nice. the only thing you need to know that comes from that show, the movie. <laughs> I remember the movie being very good. Perfect. I haven't seen it, but I got a similar warning, so I have not seen it. <laughs> I've seen, I think, every Star Wars film, including like the old Ewoks shows <laughs> and droids and all that. Really? <laughs> well, I watched Clone Wars as it came okay. out. Okay. Uh, so I saw it with all the filler. Okay. Like, you didn't know what would be filler, right? Was it? Yeah, exactly. But I'm not going to yeah. miss it. So. <laughs> yep. 
All right. It's good cool. stuff. And with new units, yeah, go out there, watch these shows. Dave yeah, Filoni's a, a genius, and this is like his brain baby. If you like yep. Mando, like Clone Wars is also his thing. Well, and and there's lots of cameos from the Clone Wars and Rebels in a lot of these new shows. Like, yeah. I have a feeling with this new Ahsoka show, if you have not seen Star Wars Rebels, you're going to be pretty darn confused. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, that's and that's I got kind of that understanding as well. And then after like the Cad Bane thing, and then some of the Obi Wan stuff, like I was just she she's just like okay, we got to watch everything now, and I'm like okay, yeah, let's do yeah. that. <laughs> that's, a that's good awesome job for it because he is he's so cool in book of, he's like we don't need to get into critiquing star wars shows but he's like one of the cool parts of book of boba fett yeah and he's a great villain in clone wars yep he's yeah. also in bad batch yeah um pretty extensively so um i seen rebels too it's that's the one that i've seen least recently so i don't actually remember. i don't believe i don't remember him being in it Okay. This is going. This is going to show just how much of a Star Wars nerd he was originally supposed to die, uh, but then Clone Wars got cut short, so they never aired that episode. And so this is going to be major Book of Boba Fett spoilers. So if you don't want to hear what happens in the last episode, turn out tune out now. Uh, but there was a deleted episode where basically Boba fights Cad Bane, um, and Boba ends up killing him. But during that fight, Cad Bane like wins and pins him by his throat and like shoots him where he gets the dent. And he says, let this be a lesson to you. And then Book of Boba Fett, he does the same thing, pins Boba, but this time kicks off his helmet and says, let this be my final lesson to you. And so that's like a real Dave Filoni deep cut of an unaired deleted scene. And so it's a fun take of, you know, his dent is supposed to be from Cad Bane and deleted scene, but they change it. So he doesn't die in that. He dies later, but it's like the same scene, but switches it from let this be my lesson to the final. So me as a hyper Star Wars nerd, I was like, oh, that's from the deleted scene. He's referencing it. He gave him the dent confirmed. <laughs> Am I the only one that thought that fight was really lame? Would he stab him? Yeah. Agreed. I thought how he finished it. Yeah. But I love that Cad Bane just wrecked him. I thought well, that was cool. Sure. But I, yeah, I don't know. I just, it was such an, like, an ignoble death for such a great villain by such yeah. a, frankly, and I'm sorry, Boba fans a really boring character <laughs> like i feel this is i feel like we should end this show before we get too far down this rabbit yeah we're, uh, <laughs> well <laughs> but yeah I, th- I i would agree you know but i think the thing i had to keep reminding myself that like cad bane was like 80 like yeah eight, like in human like if he was like a, he was like clint eastwood from unforgiven like, yeah at the end of it right like it's it's not that I don't believe that Boba could have killed him. I'm just kind of sad that Cad Bane got killed by somebody that was as lame as Boba. <laughs> so, See, like I think it, this was for me uh, similar to like the Maul Obi Wan fight where I thought it was like Dave Filoni genius of like referencing all these things, but uh, it was like reference to stuff that never aired. So maybe it's less of a yeah. for me. I love it because I knew all the little references. Maybe I just it. didn't get the joke. Yeah. Yeah didn't get the inside thing i just i just feel like boba fett was better as a character that you could kind of project whatever personality you wanted onto him and then he he got personality and yeah anyway i don't know who thought it was gonna be exciting to have a disney put on a show about a drug crime lord and to expect it to like turn right. out how it did yeah yeah <laughs> right there's no you... anti-hero in disney there's only heroes right exactly yeah it was just the same thing as yeah anyway um <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go too bounty far hunters, off the rails. Right? Yeah, bounty <laughs> hunters. Yes, bounty hunters. I'm very excited about on the table Boba. 
Um, I mean, I like his character in Book of Boba Fett, but I love his model uh, on the Legion cool table. Boba. This is still cool, Boba. Yes, he's the Boba even cool in Mando still. He is, and that's because he doesn't like do much. I mean, he <laughs> yeah. does stuff, but he doesn't talk much, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's still cool, Boba, who you can kind of project the Boba Fett persona onto. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the Boba that is going to be on my table when I field him. Um, so anyway. Um, speaking of, I guess we should mention one last thing because they kind of mentioned this at uh, Star Wars Celebration. Um, for those that are like, hey, where's the love for Republic and Rebels in this release? Um, uh, Grogu and uh, the Mandalorian are going to be apparently for Rebels and they will be their first bounty hunter that they can access. Um, and then they previously said that Boba Fett from that era, the Mandalorian era, uh, so new Boba, dad bod Boba, whatever you want to call him, um, will be also available to Rebels. So none of this helps Republic. Right. <laughs> I was just going to say, poor <laughs> Mando based on the boxes, Empire and, and Rebels. Yes. Because we, yeah. right. we do have the image of that, right? Yeah, the box does say that I he said that to somebody Empire. the other day, and they're like, what? And I'm like, well, if you think about it, the first couple episodes, he did he work working for the Empire, for the Empire really, because yeah. he's, he's just a bounty hunter at that point, right? Right. So I think thematically it would be weird if you could also take Grogu if you take him in the Empire. Yeah, but... I'm sure, hopefully there's some there's something I'm sure. Well, hopefully right, yeah. they could easily do it like a like a counterpart and the counterpart is faction specific it's faction locks. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, like R2 and 3PO, but like you just get a rebels Grogu because I don't know for Empire. I, like you said, he's like a captive when he's with the Empire. I don't think he's be fighting for him. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see how. I don't know. I'm we're getting into speculation territory. It'll be interesting to see how they do it organizationally, such that you can kind of have different time periods. Because it'd be weird to have yeah. like Mandalorian on the field with, you know, Commander Luke or Han or something like. Yeah, I don't know. I well, Op Luke works. You could yeah. you could do like a hero battle force where like you have all the rebel units, but like certain time periods, so like n- unique people. Mm. But I guess Leia fights with like the resistance and stuff. So yeah, I mean they, they exist in the same time old. period. It would just be kind of weird. Anyway, that's we're getting too far. None of this matters. Out of rabbit hole. Yeah. All right. Um, Let's land it. Yep. All right. Bring it home. We are the notorious scoundrels. I'm Kyle. Oh, I'm Jay. Yeah. And I'm Dr. Lucas. Yeah, Dr. Lucas. There you go. Um, anyway, stay fresh, cheese bag. <laughs>